When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Jay Bird Watching Podcast, the official podcast of jaysjournal.com and fansided.com, where we discuss all things Toronto Blue Jays baseball. We'll talk about news, rumors, and game recaps. So whether you're a diehard fan or just getting started with the team, this is the podcast for you. Here's your host, Craig Borden, with co-hosts Jason Lyons and me, Ken Alfred. You're listening to the Jay Bird Watching Podcast. Good evening, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to, I'm going to guess I'm going to say holiday in the sun evening <laughs> with us there on Jaybird watching. We have Aloha Jay, uh, as Jason Lyons down in, where, correct me if I'm wrong, are you live on location in Maui? I am. I, I came down for the super winter, ultra winter meeting down here in, in lovely Kanapale, uh, Maui, Hawaii. Um, oddly enough, there's no baseball meeting. Uh, I was <laughs> I thought there was going to be some stuff, but no. Uh, yeah, the meeting is literally with that fine pilsner in front of you because that's what it says yes, on the camera. Yes, when in when in when in Rome, drink with the Romans, drink there and you go. the national beer uh, <laughs> or the official beer of uh, MLB baseball. I think there you go. And then Ken Alfred, how we doing? Well, it's uh, cold here in Ajax, Ontario, Canada. So a little jealous, but I decided to wear a Christmas sweater today. Yeah, it lights up, it up too, man. even jingly. Yeah, it has a bell. It has bells on it, and there's lights, but the thing doesn't work anymore. So, just gonna ring some bells. There you go. Yeah, the tech guy bringing the bells into the thing. Who would have thought? <laughs> and, the, and the red nose. There you go. <laughs> so, so fellas, um, today there's been some interesting baseball news, and there is some funny things that could actually impact the Blue Jays here from six degrees from Carlos Correa, and I just want to lay it out because I apparently, you know, AJ. And Alfred have been too busy to uh, see random baseball news today. That's not Blue Jay related, I mean, because there isn't. Just saying. <laughs> so, Carlos Correa is no longer a San Francisco Giant after allegedly signing and going for his physical for a 13-year, 350 million dollar deal that we discussed in length last week. As the what is what is happening with Major League Baseball free agents, and I think this. <laughs> Throws a whole nother wrinkle in the whole thing because now this is just pure mayhem. Because as of today, he is so supposedly signing a $315 million uh, 12 year deal with the New York Mets because of the whole failed physical, whatever happened in the midst of that. Backs out of one contract, hitches his horse to the new, <laughs> new station wagon, and uh. New York, and apparently this is going to be just the Cohen spending fest in New York, and this is where it's going to go over the next twelve seasons. Wow! Still, 
don't think he's worth that much money. But he took a pay cut yeah. to go to the Mets. That's all I want to know. How much was the one year basically? One I think it's about difference? the same. Yeah. So financially, this, I think it's the same. Explain to me, gentlemen. So aside, from, so when a player gets signed, they have to do a physical, obviously, and before they can really. Is there any other reason aside from a physical that a contract could just fall through? Yeah, the, for sure there is. Like I know with some teams, including the Yankees, they have like a like a quality human check they do on you. And... A quality human? Okay. I, mean, I think that's the best. Yeah, yeah. Work. You look at the humans in that bullpen. You know? <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I think they've got slightly rose-colored glasses when they're looking. But yeah, I yeah. know that the, a lot of teams will do a character check. Um, you know, and it, you know, there's also some teams have certain guidelines that you have to adhere to. You know, again, we'll go to the Yankees, the no facial hair, and, uh, unless it's a mustache. And so it's, you no know, sideburns. And, and yeah, especially if you're Don Mattingly. <laughs> Don Mattingly. <laughs> but I mean, this has got to be something. This is so, like, Craig hit me with, hit us with this right before we went on air. Just before I mean, air. I, like, I cannot believe that, that current would do something. And now, I mean, you know, maybe, maybe, uh, you know, hindsight was twenty twenty. I mean, I think we all as a three feel like Correa is getting paid way too much money in that deal. Um, but I don't know. It's hard to say, like, you know, ink hits paper and, and things have changed. I mean, you don't usually see too much of it, but wow. I'm, I'm literally, I'm very rarely speechless. I'm really, I, I'm hoping that one of you can dig up some of the dirt on, because I'm kind of, I just got, I just got this right now. Yeah. Um, so the Giants executives are being very, very, very hush hush on the whole thing, and yeah, I expect I that. Say, perturbed would be the the word. <laughs> so yeah. it's it's not an injury, right? Like, because if he was in, like that, can't be a reason, right? Because if if a guy fails a physical, I'm trying to think, is it a drug test? Is it he's not? Is there certain metrics that he's supposed to do from a physicality point of view? Like, if he's injured, that wouldn't that wouldn't nullify the deal, right? Just to be it, this person. They could have found something that for that length of the deal, they said, no, we're not dealing with that. Yeah, like he's got a degenerative back or, you know, he's got a, a, a some bone chips in his elbow or something like that, where they know it's going to be plaguing him down the road. They could definitely back yeah. out. Um, the report was late yesterday that the the, 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 the mega deal hit a snag because of a physical. Hmm. They didn't say what from the physical or anything didn't go into any details but apparently that means nothing to the new york mets that just said hey we'll just do that for 12 years but it's the same yeah. dollar amount Good the, mets are, the <laughs> mets are mets are playing with with monopoly money right now it's a joke um, <laughs> that's a nice way of saying it no, it's, it's it's incredible wow so i'm curious where he ends up fitting into that lineup though because you have they have a 12-year or 10-year deal or something like that with Francisco Lindor yeah. to be their shortstop, who is also one of the premier shortstops in the game. We saw him finally take that step back to settling into New York and actually showing that he, he's worth the money they're going to be paying him last year. It wasn't MVP-level Francisco Lindor that we got to see when he was in the Cleveland Indians uniform for all those years. And yes, I'll say Indians because it was still that when he was there. <laughs> so we'll bleep it out later. Point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So to that point, Carlos Correa comes in, arguably one of the better shortstops in the game. Now you have two of the best defensive shortstops in one infield. Is Correa going to play third or second? I would make the argument that he makes a better third baseman than he makes second baseman. I mean, I think it creates a lot of issues. I mean, the Mets are. Yeah. 
like I said, like they almost just anybody who's loose change right now, they're just grabbing up. Doesn't matter what the dollar amount is. Doesn't matter what position they play. Um, so, I mean, that being said, that could be uh, fodder for the Mets to make some deals before the season starts. Um, I mean, they're going to take those assets at every position that are not only regular starting guys, but or either one step behind or in some cases, you know, with Carrera, maybe one step ahead of what they've, they've got as their current starter. Uh, yeah. So to that it, point, just to be this point, I found the, the quote unquote projected lineup for the New York Mets and just mind boggling, slightly nuts. Brandon Nimmo, Baton lead, obviously re-signed. Carlos Correa playing third is the quote unquote Sports Illustrated projection. Okay. Second. Lindor at short, batting third. Pete Alonzo. Jeff McNeil, Mark Canna, Danny Vogelback, and Starling Marte, along with Francisco Alvarez, their quote-unquote catcher. <laughs> so catcher, that is pretty enticing right there. And honestly, I hope that they plan on getting somebody else other than Francisco Alvarez to bet in the well, catcher spot for him. I mean, they call the Blue Jays. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in hint, nudge, nudge. So. So that's a hell of a lineup. That's like on offensive level, guys. That's what the Blue Jays are bringing out every day with yeah. Flatty, maybe even a little bit, Springer, a little bit more heat, depending on. I mean, you know, some of those bats in their lineup cooled off last season. Yeah. Correa was hurt a couple times, and so you you, you never really know what you're going to get from him. But yeah, I mean, you're you're talking about Arsenal versus Arsenal. Yeah, but I mean, look around the look around the league. I mean the. And the haves in, in Major League Baseball right now are definitely the haves on the wayside. Um, and the have-nots are going to be pretty awful. Um, yeah. You know, like, it, it, it's almost it's almost tough to stomach thinking about how bad, you know, Oakland or, um, oh, jeez. Pirates. I, yeah, <laughs> pirates. Uh, but, I mean, I guess you have in a, you know, you have to have the bottom to have the top, so. It's going to be interesting. Get your get your home run seats bought so you can yeah. catch a million balls. <laughs> so, do you think they have? Like, I know we talked about last episode where you know all signs seem that the Giants were one of the teams to beat in this coming season. Now, with the Mets spending, like you said, monopoly money, I don't know where they're getting all these oodles of money. Like, so do you compare the two? In terms of who, it's the owner. Okay, so if you had yeah. to pick between those two, who's kind of on top at this point? Is it the Mets or is it the Giants? I think the Mets just pulled away from that conversation. Just pulled away a little bit, yeah. I mean, the Giants. The one thing I think the Giants have going for them is is the thing the aforementioned H word, which is weird. I feel like the guys in San Francisco want to play for that team. They want to win. Like uh, Jock Peterson has always spoken about how much this core group likes each other. You know, Evan Longoria has seen an uprise <laughs> there. Um, they're a good baseball team and, and they like each other and they want to win. Like they were genuinely angry when they lost last year. And genuinely you can see, you can see people, um, you know, they, they were, they were mad. They're, they're They want blood. They're, they're coming. Um, they want to win a world series. And uh, do they have all the horses? Maybe not, but you know, sometimes heart can outrun the horses. Yeah. Cause that looks like they are doing it. With all the with all the money they're spending right now, just to try to bring in more and more players, that that seems like that's the direction they're going towards. But the question is, are are the pieces that they're bringing in going to help or hinder, right? Yeah. And that's the thing. All the personalities on wise is like because the Mets had a pretty strong team like last year, from what I understand. And now we're bringing yep. in like a couple of big superstars and or a couple of better players. More, more, yeah, yeah. more. 
more superstars. So is it going to almost hurt their chances? Like there's too many, you know, uh, too many chefs in the kitchen, so to speak. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I'd be interested to hear what you've got to say about this, Craig, but I mean, I feel like that's been baseball's problem for a lot of years. You usually don't see those teams that are ultra stacked perform as well as they're supposed to or win like they're supposed to. So, yeah. So to that point, this is also the first year that we've seen somebody just go <laughs> luxury tax. Yeah. <laughs> There's a scoff at the tax. And for the, the casual fan that doesn't know, baseball is the only major sport that doesn't have a salary cap. It's never going to change. I can almost, if you were going to ask me to bet money on anything ever, that would be the thing I would. <laughs> so um, to that point, there is some distribution of wealth built into Major League Baseball that most people aren't knowing about, and that is called the luxury tax. You get over over the payroll for your entire Major League roster above this level, you have to pay X percentage of whatever that payroll is out to the other teams that are not above the pay above that tax, basically. So right now, there's like two or three teams that are projected to be in that. Right now, it's the Mets. I believe the Yankees are tipping on the edge, but they're trying to get underneath it. So, and then funny enough, some of these moves the Blue Jays are trade moving around are pushing us on that line. So it's one of those things. And those are because of the, you got the Hinjin Ryu contract, things like that, that are players we're not seeing play this year that we're yep. paying a ton of money to. So there's some pieces to that. And I want to say it's $220, $230 million payroll right now is where that luxury tax hits in. That's about the ballpark we're tipping in right now. Yeah. So, yeah. especially once you bring in anybody else here, that it's going to be a, they know you're spending more money, but having that question with Chris Bassett and his contract, it pushed us right back into where we were reapproaching that number. And this yeah. is before we talk about extending Boba Shett and everybody. The Mets blew past that line last year and they're like, keep throwing money at it. And, yeah, and so Stephen what, Cohen, the, their owner, has more money the than a lot of people. So what is the tax actually? So the what you said once you pass two hundred million is that the two hundred right? You just said two hundred and twenty so or something like that. I think for team payroll at the major league level. Then what is the tax that they charge you if you go over? It's a certain percentage. I don't remember off the top of my head, and they kind of tend to change it year to year depending oh, on so how they like over it. Yeah. So if it's four teams that go over, it's this much. If it's one team that goes over, sorry, you get the whole, <laughs> you know, <laughs> things like that. So to that point, though, what they, the, that money goes to Major League Baseball, and then the following year, teams that suck basically get that money because the idea is to redistribute that wealth to the teams that need payroll. So this year, the Pirates are getting that luxury tax from last season. The other teams that were the bottom feeders of Major League Baseball. This is something along with getting first-round draft picks that you were hoping to get those teams to spend more money. Right. This free just money. Some, you better some, spend it. Well, yeah, some just Correct. don't do it. And if they, that's where the current collective bargaining agreement went last time, that they want to have, if you get that money, you spend it or you lose it. You don't get to just hold on to it. So uh, it's like you, Major League Baseball would pay that out on your behalf rather than going with however yeah. much money at your doorstep. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, it's the, the idea was it was meant to be an incentive to make those other teams go out and grab even a mediocre free agent rather than just going, nope, I'm good. I'll wait for the rookies to come in. So, but interesting. Then Matt's, like I said, I've been over that level the last year. 
And it's one of those things, the more years you're over it, too, it gets worse. <laughs> so they go. just don't care, though. I mean, like, got the money Cohen, it, their owner's got more it. money than anybody else. And he's like Amazon yep. money almost. <laughs> so wow, he's at the Bezos okay. level. <laughs> yeah. I forget what he does, but it's like that. <laughs> I'd have to look it up. Mm. So, so um, to that point, though, let's talk six degrees from Carlos Correa, which is the Blue Jays. <laughs> Do you think that this spurs something with the Giants that they're going to have to make a splash here in the next week? They're a team that is looking for a catcher. They're on the list, and they might have the outfielders to trade us. I won't say it's anybody to terribly write home from, but it's better than Kevin Kiermeyer. Just saying. <laughs> Still hate Kiermeyer, hey eh, Craig. Somebody uh, just to be this person, and this is for this is a shout out to Rhonda, as I think she agreed with me. <laughs> Somebody asked me if I would ever think about getting. Let's say Kevin Kiermeyer becomes like Devon White all of a sudden overnight. Uh, that was me. I asked you that last week. Field in uh, recent history, and runs away with the job for like the next three years. Would you buy a jersey? And a set, and my single sentence answer was I would rather buy a Colby Rasmus jersey. <laughs> so just saying. Just to that saying. point, if he does great, I more power to him. I'm yeah. happy to if, have it, if it can help us win. Him. If it can help us win, sure. You know, I don't know, like you said, I, I know Craig's not gonna forgive and forget at this point. If he helps us win back to back championships, maybe. Or the three feet, maybe. It'll make it sting less. <laughs> <laughs> so but the the main call outs from their lineup is um young um speaking of people that are six degrees from other um carl yastrzemski's yeah my grandson whatever it might be Mike. yeah uh is a great outfielder that would spell good things for the blue jays but he's not yeah. a center fielder so that's one and i forget the other something dyson is their other outfielder that they might yeah. possibly dangle <laughs> they're in they would be valuable pieces to a team, at least with this or the Blue Jays. They could rotate them, one of those two guys, with Lourdes and Kiermaier and Springer, and keep that outfield moving constantly, but healthy. Yeah, would spell success. And a successful team in 2023 has George Springer playing more games than they played last season. Yeah, load and management. Healthy. <laughs> yeah, and I think that you're going to see with some of these guys who are, who have been getting fairly regularly injured is the the load management is really going to start to play into other sports. Uh, I I I listened to a thing on Sportsnet the other day about how the NHL is now using it quite uh, you know they don't even care <laughs> just you know like Kucherov has been put on injured reserve for the last three years he's not hurt at all he just yeah. is banged up and wants to take you know they want him to take a month off and. You're starting to see, I mean, the NBA started it, and you're now starting to see other sports use it. Um, I'm still always surprised when I'm watching an NFL game, you know, in this type of, this part of the year, and a team who, like the Eagles, who are, you know, what have they lost? One game, they're, they've blocked up, and they throw out Hurts uh, again, he gets, no pun intended, he gets hurt. Um, mm -hmm. And it's like, what was the thinking? You guys were up. You're up 17 points in the fourth quarter. Yeah. And it, you, you won't pull this guy out. I mean, how many times has Patrick Mahomes been hurt in the last, or at least played through the playoffs hurt and, mm -hmm. and denied the, the chiefs, a couple of potential championships, uh, you know, like, I don't know. I just, it, to me, it doesn't make any sense. I say, go ahead and load manage. I say, if you're unfortunately for some of those, um, the ticket season ticket holders or people who do buy tickets to a game, 
it may suck if you show up and it's like, who are these guys? But yeah. that being said, if you're a true fan of that team, you'll appreciate when it comes playoff time and you're dusting everybody because you've got, you know, five super healthy dudes that are just raging. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think that's what I mentioned before when when we had the Raptors had their run in 2019 with Kawhi Leonard and Kyle Lowry. I know this is not about basketball, but those guys were taking charges. They were falling all over the place. And I was like, why? This is only like the, you know, the 20th game of the season. Just, you know, can they take a break? Because they were going really hard. Yeah. And, you know, how much of it, though, gentlemen, is it the fact that the coaches aren't doing it or the players don't want to get off? I think it's it almost- management management yeah. saying you can't do it i need a full barn we need to keep the barn full and you yeah. know take taking steph curry off the floor with green and you know the three the three other starters is not going to fill the barn and as yeah. soon as the media gets wind of the fact that those guys aren't starting people aren't coming people aren't buying right there aren't buying anything yeah. yeah and you can't even just bring them in later on in the game or something like they, well, you couldn't just you know, but like, I, to, I, like in, in baseball, it's like pinch hitting as opposed to, you know, not, you know, they're dressed, they're not going to play, but maybe they'll throw them in at the bottom of the ninth or something when it gets really tight, you know, so at least they're still there that you can do it. But I guess if you don't dress the person, then obviously that's that's not the case, right? Right, right. So on that note, so that was one option was the Giants might be looking to strike back move and maybe in the midst of that, you know, too many beers for Jason over there. <laughs> <laughs> You're just busting your balls. <laughs> so um, if the Giants are looking to strike, do the Mets continue to ride this wave where they got the success and they have some interesting prospects in their outfield in their minor leagues that they could save some money by turning around and flipping Marcana or Starling Marte from this trade, give one of those rookies a chance because you have the sure bat of Carlos Correa in your lineup for the next 12 seasons. (laughs) So, but to that point, Starling Marte was a guy that the Blue Jays went after last year during free agency. Mets ended up winning out and it was actually a rumor that he might've used the Blue Jays' offer to up the Mets offer. So there's that. And then a guy that had a sneaky, crazy good season was in Mark Canna, both outfielders. Canna can even play some infield. Is there some smoke to that fire with them having? I like them both. I, I've always been a certain catcher. Yeah, I, I've always liked Starling Marte. Um, uh, you know, I think he's I think he's a good ball player. And uh, what's the other guy's name? Mark, uh, Mark Canna. He played for the uh, right, Oakland right. A's. He was a right. sneaky good guy, utility guy. And then he just yeah. took off last year with the Mets. Yeah, you know, I mean, anytime you can get a utility guy, the team is better. Um, and the yeah. Jays, the way the Jays kind of, uh, you know, have a plut, you know, a, a, a platoon sort of, you know, of different guys they can throw into different places. Uh, mm-hmm. I always feel that that's such a great idea to have a Swiss Army knife on this edge. So, yeah, I mean, I still, the problem I still, is we're starting to get more Swiss Army knives than players. Right. But I, <laughs> I still think that the, I still think at this point right now, there's a lot of time uh, to make a deal. And I feel like, you know, I, I feel like the Jays, even though they missed, you know, swung and missed with a couple of the free agents, I feel like they've got the 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 tools and the ability to make a good deal. And I feel like there's a couple of teams that sort of owe them. Um, I know that's not a thing, but you see it. It's really the when, Oakland A's. <laughs> no, it's not the A's, those four A's. Um, but you see it. You see it when, when, you know, teams make a soft trade and you're like, well, that seemed terrible. And then you know, a year later, a year and a half later, they make another trade and it's very favorable in the other team. And you're like, oh, I get it now. So yeah. it's, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting for me because I feel like 
there are going to be some some deals, uh, not just the Jays. I feel like there's a couple of other uh, teams that really didn't do much uh, through free agency and need some extra gas in the tank. So I feel like they're going to be buyers, and I feel like uh, I feel like there's lots of sellers out there uh, with good, you know, with good pieces. Uh, I guess the hope for the Jays is that you could, you know, you just start start firing bullets at outfielders. Mm-hmm. wherever you see some interest i mean i know it's obvious with some of them because they need catching help but i mean the jays have other assets that they could potentially be using and um you know i think that that's that's something that they've really got to put put lots of time and, and thought into over the next two months yeah as we uh move into this next piece of this is where i start talking some of the projections for because Fangraphs has their projections out now so i'm gonna bring this up because this started dawning on me over the last few days do you think they haven't been as crazy on the outfield market, knowing the fact that they actually have two guys that can play the outfield in Kevin Biggio and Whit Merrifield? Do you think that's their safety net for the Kevin Kiermeyerism? <laughs> I was gonna say we got Kiermeyer. That's all we need. Fred. That's all we need. He thinks he's stealing that deal or is stealing that job all day every day, and I just hope he can hit his body weight. That's if he can do that, then we're looking better. Yeah, I, you know, I I I know the Jays are high on Merrifield. Um, I know they want him to play. Um, so I feel like, you know, I went to spring training last year for, uh, for four, just went and saw four of the teams, you know, sort of doing their workouts and all the rest of it down in Arizona. And it was mm-hmm. interesting to watch. Um, I watched Justin Turner play left field. Um, I, I, you know, and the outfield for that, it was like a BP slash fake game. It was Chris, yeah. Ta- Chris Taylor in center, Justin Turner in left and uh cody bellinger in right and i was like oh, that's interesting really interesting and so after talking to one of the dodgers staff what they were doing was they were trying to improve justin was having trouble with one of his his long throw muscles and so they wanted him to be throwing the ball longer than that third base throw and wow. i mean it's never bad to, to have a, a you know a reminder about how to play the outfield because it's yeah. not easy never know what uh, happens oh. yeah you, you, you guys get hurt and you need somebody to go there you don't want to take mm-hmm. their bat you don't want turner's bats to come out of the lineup you can throw them in left interesting it's very interesting and to that point that's exactly what the blue jays have and merrifield played some center field last year and he was pretty salvageable yep. i wouldn't say he was the best out there but definitely didn't look like he was out of his realm or anything um the blue jays have already been talking with the idea that loris guriel jr might actually be the right fielder this year minus tay oscar and to that point, bring on the assist king, man. I think he actually has the rifle to be playing right field all day, every day. Oh, I yeah. hope that he can start improving those routes like uh, Teoscar did over his tenure as a Blue Jay. Because in left field, sometimes he takes some odd looks at the baseball. But maybe on that side of the field, it'll feel that much more normal. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. But to that point, I even made the joke a few years ago that I thought. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. 
Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Lawrence had to get the skills to maybe play centering. So, <laughs> is what it is. But um, having Kevin Biggio in left field is not a bad deal. <laughs> Same thing with Witten, whichever corner or center you need him in. Then having a, that roulette I mentioned a minute ago could actually happen with what we currently have in house and keep Springer out of center field, which is right. In my opinion, the key to the whole. So where are they putting Springer then? So I, you said right field. Is he actually saying left field now? Cause I remember reading that article and it was saying that they're thinking Lawrence Gordon Jr. is going to be playing left and Springer's on right. Yeah. So that would be the normal. They just want to give him, they want to give Lourdes some reps in right field come spring is what I was reading just to, so they have more, you know, like Jason said, more flexibility to be able to do what they need to. So Interesting, okay. And his talents, if you're not going to have Springer in right, you usually want the guy with the biggest arm yeah. in right field, yeah. and he's got a rifle. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know if you guys ever saw the old highlight of uh, Jesse Barfield gunning the guy out at third from, like, the right field wall, but if you haven't, and anybody listening to the show tonight, highly recommend it, because it's <laughs> disgustingly like yeah oh my God, it's an amazing <laughs> just a laser beam yeah wow. and uh vlad jr or vlad jr's pops did that a few times playing for the montreal expo yes that was he had a one. cannon he had a cannon yeah. i think I, I think i saw it on youtube where they're showing like crazy throws from outfield and you're like hey, i know i remember vlad mcgrover doing these i was like wow. I, I still think <laughs> cespedes and uh mookie bats have the two bat looks so the the one where bats threw that guy out at third base i mean that's ridiculous that's garbage yeah. that's throwing it's suspended through that guy at home i drive right again same thing skip right over the guy one hop to the catcher done yeah. <laughs> from the Unreal. left field wall <laughs> Freaking nuts. maybe we What's maybe that? the jays could get cespedes he's only about 10 years out of the league eh? yeah I think we have our back, better luck bringing Joey Bats or Edwin back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but to that point, um, that's the kind of arm that Lourdes has. And we've seen the, you know, fruits of having that in left field, what it really can do, saving some runs at home play at the end of a ball game. So if he has to move a couple of games over here and there to right, that helps the team win. So anyways, speaking of talking about the team winning, I, uh, <laughs> want to tell you right now um apparently uh fan is about as uh kind of kevin kiermeyer's cup coming season as i've been they're <laughs> only projecting him to get 99 games in this year and bat a mere 228 while he's doing that 
Oh boy. He better oh. pull out some crazy defensive plays or save us like at least 40, 500 runs than maybe. Yeah. It doesn't get into that kind of stuff with the projections. <laughs> How many runs it does show it. It does show that he's going to be somehow 1.1 wins above replacement. So that means he's better than the average player, <laughs> but only one he's, win. He, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, and for the casual fan that isn't listening, that doesn't know about Saber metrics and the wins above replacement or the war stat. That is the money ball concept of trying to boil, compare players down to one number. Higher the war, the better. So the best player on the Blue Jays right now, shocking, according to these projections, is Vladimir Guerrero Jr. with a 5.4 war offensively. Okay. <laughs> so, and they're only projecting Vladdy to have the slightest recurring uh, return to form as an MVP with a 292 average, 40 home runs, 100 runs scored, and 113 RBIs. Jeez Louise. Awesome. That's pretty good. Just to be this person, the Fangraphs ones are usually not too far off. Nope. So yeah. I don't know what these because they're a bunch of scouts. Yeah. And current scouts that write for that website. So somebody sees something apparently in Vlad Jr. coming back to the uh you know pushing Shoyatani for a MVP race from two years ago level. That's awesome. Awesome. And That's good. I thought this was the most uh, after this. And the reason we're talking about this is because of um, our friends over at Jay's journal, Michael Fisher actually wrote an article about fan draft projections and how the blue Jays offense is looking pretty damn good on these projections. So yeah. far, without any other additions, I was so, going to say that was the one thing I, that's the one thing I saw in the article was that they're projecting the Jays offense almost stays relatively the same. So we were one yep. of the best hitting teams last season. We're probably going to do that again this season. So we're happy to see that. <laughs> with full seasons of Whit Merrifield and some of these other guys that we were talking about too, that were the uh, late addition to the season too. So yeah, did it Jason is the bad time. time. <laughs> the time is no, it's just it's so hot. <laughs> <laughs> like literally, I'm just I'm like that big ham out there. Well, you <laughs> ran out of you ran out of your melting. You ran out of your beer, so I'm I understand. Oh. You know, your your cooling aid is now gone. <laughs> this way I'm supposed to have a snowstorm here in Rochester I know. this week well it's it's ironic i mean i leave vancouver and the next day they get six inches of snow and over the three next days we get yeah. a total of about a foot and change wow, um, is... so i feel bad for a bit but then i don't no you don't and then you don't <laughs> <laughs> so back to the fun of the projection stuff here um, I'm gonna have a hard time editing all those noises, Jason. Jeez, <laughs> ah, ah. my God. But okay, it's a good thing we've been always marketing this show as the uh, you know drinking bar for Blue Jays fans. <laughs> yeah, <Jeffers. thanks. laughs> but uh, Craig, my question to you though was in that did they mention about the defense though in terms of I saw it's, I saw that they said that the hitting is going to be great, pitching we're going to be okay. I well, said Romero is going to be a bit down. Um, you know he's going to regress a little bit this coming this this coming season, but I don't remember seeing anything about the defense thinking if the Jays are going to be better or worse than last season. Looking at the numbers here, it's um, I honestly am shocked at some of these pieces that they're saying here. I don't know what the numbers were under that for their defensive war and stuff like that, but this stuff seems like it's all over the for for the, these projections. But to that point, we had a good defense last year, and really haven't changed anything other than taking Teoscar Hernandez out and swapping it for Kevin Kiermeyer, And that is a defensive upgrade. So for sure it is. Yeah. Yep. So as long as they continue to do that, 
it'll help the pitching staff, which we have improved on, I think, at this point with Chris Bassett. <laughs> and you know you're not going to get – I really would be shocked if the Jose Barrios up and downisms go that down again. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Hopefully so, he'll be, have a better season this season. Yeah. Yeah. And so – I think there's enough in that ballpark there that Jay, to your point, Ken, I think the, the off the de- offense is going to be exactly the way it was. The defense got a slight upgrade. If they can find something here to pepper in more offense only makes it that much better. Yeah. So I will, I have one other interesting tidbit here that I thought was really intriguing because this is definitely okay. not being helped by a ton of defensive statistics in that wins above replacement number. Does anybody want to take a wild guess on who might be our quote unquote Second best projected player, player this year, offensive. Uh, offensive. Thinking, thinking Correct. Chapman, I'll maybe. I'm Chapman? gonna go. I'm gonna go. Orlando. That would have been a sneaky guess. Orlando. <laughs> you got it, sir. I'll feel King Kirk. 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 Toronto Maple, Maple Beef. Yeah. <laughs> he sneaks out just ever so slightly over Boba Shet and George Springer. So it was a 4.5 war projected for Alejandro Kirk with a 2.85 ERA, some plus power, getting them closer to 70 RBIs this year. So that would be quite impressive to see that improvement from Alejandro Kirk this year. Yeah. (laughs) And very, very cool. So then right behind that, Bo Bichette having a stellar season. Unless they trade Kirk, and then we don't want that to happen. No, we don't want that to happen. Yeah, so, well, we want whoever leaves the Jays to have a really piss poor season. Uh, that they're going to be going <laughs> to that point. If that's what they're, I can tell you right now, if we're giving away Alejandro Kirk, you better be giving me a four win player back in return. So that better be an ace pitcher, an ace closer, or a hell of an outfield bat. There, there's no yeah. negotiating that. Is anyone you go down to the bottom of the list here and you find Danny Jansen, who is at a 2.5 war in this projection? Because that's mostly defensive. To that point, these projections that they're putting out for him, very power plus, but batting 238. 20 home runs, 75 RBIs is what they're projecting for him, for Jansen. He could have done that this year if he was actually healthy. Yeah, his season was really good. 15. Yeah. He had a really good uh, second half of the season. Yeah. Yeah. So that's there, but that's. If they're targeting the guy that they keep kind of like talking about these guys here, you're not trading Kirk for that Yastrzemski kid from the Giants. No, you, if you're apples to apples, the... is dancing for yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and then it's definitely not Mourinho for yes. <laughs> Things like that. There it is. Come on, give me a beer <laughs> and a hot dog. And a hot dog. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> Are you sitting near a golf course, Jason? Literally, so like, I, mean, I couldn't be any closer to a golf course. There's, there's a fine gentleman right there enjoying the sixth hole at the Canapoli so, Royal Golf Course. Uh, that's a plug. I should be oh. getting a better deal on my golf here. Um, <laughs> I, to, to, you know, to plug myself, I, I played yesterday against my best friend, Cam, um, who is an excellent golfer. I, he gave me four strokes, and he beat me by six. I shot an 87. He shot an 81. And uh, there you I, go. He, yeah, it doesn't get much better. How many beers? That's no, good. <laughs> uh, actually, you know, it's one of those ones where it's it, it's so hot here. Sometimes you don't, you can't, you can't do it. Oh, yeah. You got to pound water. 
Yeah, I was going to say water, like some sport drink or something. Yeah, you get to a certain level where at least you're starting to feel hydrated. Then you can. Yeah, and then you can figure that part. They got a really good, um, they have a really good cidery on on Maui there. They make a uh, a guava uh, guava cider. And um, they're nice, they're light, they're easy to pound. Uh, I'm not, I mean, I'm I'm not, uh, you know, endorsing that at all, but. As he drinks his Miller. (laughs) You know, if you need something drinkable that isn't, um, you know, barley sandwiches, then. Lots of good ciders and stuff like that, but yeah, it's, I had uh, the biggest like Wayne's World flashback there. Is then where he was wearing like all the Adidas stuff, and he goes, "It's like only people do stuff and because they get paid." Yeah, so <laughs> he does something with Pepsi. He's like, you know, he's yeah. the Pepsi. Yeah, that's good times. Yeah, <laughs> shameless self promoting on James. Yeah, Watch. but I one hundred percent agree with you. Like, I mean, if if you're starting to look now at moving Kirk to another team in a in a trade the return has got to be quite big. I mean, the, the MLB has got to recognize the fact that Kirk is a good baseball player. He's not a novelty. It's not going to wear off. Um, and the other part your of premier that, offensive catcher. Right. Yeah, and the other point. part of that too is, is wherever he goes, he's not going to stop playing well. He's going to be, and he's going to be a fan favorite. So you've got a lot of pluses with, with a guy like, or um, with Kirk um, yeah. making that trade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. So, does anybody want to take a guess on who the best pitcher might be in these projections? Must be Manoa, wouldn't he? You would think. Gasman, really? Yeah. And uh, Jason with another point. <laughs> I, I'm kind of, to that point. I'm just as shocked as you are because I would assume that they, you know, continue to ride the uh, wave that has been the crazy goodness of Alec Manoa's early young career. But they are calling a resurge to form of Kevin Gosman for putting it finally together for a whole entire season, basically with a 3.2 ERA and 12 wins. So that's pretty solid for a projection. You know, they don't divvy out sub 3.5s very often. And honestly, they actually are saying that Manoa might be a little overworked, I think, in these uh, 200 plus innings that they're saying, and his ERA might be closer to four. Is what they're right? Saying. I I agree. I 100% agree. I feel like the only way that the Jays can manage Manoa in, into a you know into a positive, uh, productive season is he's mm-hmm. going to have to pitch pitch less. He's not going to have yeah. to pitch more. Which is the biggest difference between him and Gosman in these projections? Is it looks right. like Gosman ends up getting in three, basically less starts, four less starts. Yeah, I, I don't. I mean, it's early innings worth. And I know that Gosman is is fired up for this season. He, he's excited to be a Jay. He wants to get out on the mound. He wants to get throwing. And I feel like you know that's sort of getting contagious with that pit that group of pitchers that we do have. Um, yep, they seem to really like each other. They seem to really like the team. Um, there isn't this sort of dichotomy between the, the, the guys who sit in the outfield and the guys who play the games. Um, so, I, I mean, I feel, I feel like he, the reason I picked him is I, I feel like he's really going to have a good year, like a very, very, very good, possibly, you know, a career year for him. Um, so fingers crossed. Cause I like him. Then I think so this key. pitching rotation ends up looking pretty good if it hits these projections. And it looks like the fact that even you say Kikuchi actually figures something out. <laughs> So, to that point where it, enough they figured out seven wins, just to say Josh Towers did that back in the day too. But yeah. <laughs> so, but um, other than that, it's uh, Jordan Romano just continuing to just destroy people in the bullpen. 
And it kind of looks like they think that Nate Pearson might find his way into the bullpen too, because they gave him a lot of innings, but only six starts in this projection. So they gave 80 innings. So I think somebody at Fangrass might know just what Blue Jays fans have been kind of seeing coming and mm-hmm. seeing he exited his uh, Arizona Fall League kind of thing a little early too. Apparently it was due to him getting married more than anything else or something like that. But still brings up questions, correct? <laughs> yeah. So can I ask you guys a question then? So Romano had like yeah. how many saves last season? Like 30-something? I believe it was 38. Yeah, it was It was almost 40. Yeah, 40 just under 40. And how many wins did we get last season? We had like, what, 90-something? Give or take? Just the 100, I think. I'm trying to find it. Yeah, I know. We're less than 100 <laughs> for sure, but I can't remember the exact number then. So wouldn't you want to so, have like a second high? Like, wouldn't you have like a couple of relievers that are in that 30 to 40 save, uh, you know, situation, I suppose? Because I'm just trying to think of like, he played 162 games last season, won around 90. Romano got about almost 40. So the other wins, I guess they weren't like say they weren't uh, save worthy or, or how do you want to call it? Uh, Greg, your opportunity. Sorry. <laughs> oh, save <Maybe>. opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> So, so what determines a save those save opportunities, Ken, don't become save opportunities in those games where we just completely blow out the other team. Oh, yeah, yeah. We blow them out. So, so out of a season, you, I think the current Major League Baseball record is 52 saves by K-Rod, I think. Sounds about right. Really? It was when he was one of the Angels. Yeah. So I think that's right. That's it, something like that. So to that point, 30 is the norm good if you're yeah. good, on a good team you're doing plenty fine with 30 something saves yeah you're on an elite team if you get in a 40 and definitely if, there's only been a couple in history that have gotten to 50 yeah no it's good to know i'm just kind of curious about that because i've always think i obviously there's games that you're going to win by by blowing out and there's no opportunity for it but then what is the de- determining factor is like is it a three-run game or a two-run game or a one-run game or something that determines the saves it's a it it depends on some things how many innings are left when that guy came in because you can get a six run save or a six out save (laughs) yeah and you can also how close the game is you can also blow a save and still they they can still win the game yes so there's some stipulations to that but to that point let's say the average closer gets 40 opportunities and the best ones convert that 90 something percent of the time yeah so I think Romano had somewhere in the ballpark of 40 and he converted 37 or something like that last Still year. Pretty good. He had two or three that were blown saves that'll probably ring a little <laughs> true in certain Blue Jays fans. <laughs> so, um, but to that point, those were games that also I think he was overworked at those points, especially that Aaron Judge one where he just laid it over the front <laughs> the plate. Yeah. So, yeah. To that point, though, another great season is projected for Jordan Romano. So outside of that, guys, these are the kind of things that this I know everybody's very upset about what's going on with this offseason. And I think everybody has a rightful, you know, reason to be. But they have done enough that they're still as good as they've always been. Hmm. Because they've been around a 100-win team this last two seasons. We just happen to get screwed the year before because the Yankees won that one extra game. (laughs) Yes, I remember that one. That would that that sucked actually, and we yeah, we couldn't have done much. anything else. We couldn't have done anything. Like we did our part. We just have to almost rely on the Yankees to do their part and lose. But unfortunately, yeah. they won, and uh, that, yeah. that messed us up that season. But uh, so to that point, 
they still haven't found that next piece to go over the hurdle here. So yeah. hopefully they'll figure that out. And I think that goes into our holiday gift extravaganza kind of idea here that I was thinking that we can right. the show out with really quick so Jason can get back to the golf course. <laughs> or at least the ace or at least the air conditioning. <laughs> so it's that time of year, obviously. There's you know, gift giving if you're you know celebrating Hanukkah, Christmas, whatever it might be. Kwanzaa, so. whatever. The evening's episode is tonight is Santa make make this a World Series team. So <laughs> what do we ask for Santa to make this a World Series winning team? Ken, do you have any ideas on what you would uh, be dying for for Christmas as a Blue Jay fan? And it doesn't have to be Blue Jays players or anything. It could be a key performance. It could be you now they're doing all the renovations to the ballpark. Last year, Brendan Panikar wished that they would start putting up some Blue Jays history statues around the ballpark rather than just here's the ballpark <laughs> things like well, that. i was i was, was going to say we got to bring in more kevin kilmyers so we could hire at least several more and see <laughs> craig is just going to blow his brains out on that one <laughs> but no i think if i could ask a gift for santa for the jays i don't know something in something when we make the playoffs that will get us over that hump because i think honestly next season if obviously we'd love to win the world series that's the that's the best gift of all but if honestly we can get past at least the first round I'd be happy with that. So I would ask him for that. If Otani's available, I'll take him. <laughs> could 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 use Otani. That would be nice. Yeah. You know? And uh bring back and reincarnate Devon like like Devon White. And that's all about and that's all I have to say about that. Kelly Gruber. That's not <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> Jason, what are you thinking? Well, which would be under the tree this year? <laughs> I mean I, I'm similar to Ken. I my I think my my wish would be that the Jays get on past wild card or round one. Um, you know, I'd like them to be successful this year. I'd like them to challenge for the World Series all the way through to the end. Um, so for me, I think, uh, you know, the addition of a young, um, real gamer outfielder, uh, center fielder, thinking Pirates, um, <laughs> You know, or, you know, there's, there's a bunch out there that actually, now that we've sort of moved on from free agency to trades, there's a lot out there. But I think that sort of rising star outfielder um, who's got, you know, a burn in his saddle and wanting to win um, and wanting to play hard and he can sort of drink the Kool-Aid that I feel like uh, Jay's um, have been drinking for the last couple of years. Um, uh, and then the only other thing is I'd really like to see Bichette have a consistent season. Um not so not so severe ups and downs um you know what was he the player of the month in september and and you know prior to that he he couldn't throw a ball into the ocean and he was terrible um but that being said uh i think those are my two santis i think that works pretty well so for me i want to see Vlad jr and boba shet fight out at the mvp level award this year And to that point, I think over the last two seasons, Blue Jays fans have been teased to that. You know, Vladdy had the the coming out party to the point where he was just destroying it. It's like him and Shohei Tani right here. And to that point, if Shohei Tani wasn't tr- even a mediocre pitcher, Vlad runs right over. <laughs> yeah. So um, to that point, then we saw the most ridiculous single single month of a season, I think, from any Blue Jay player ever. In Boba Shed in September last year. I, I can't remember anybody go on that kind of a tear. Even Vladdy didn't get that during that MVP season. And so George Bell didn't get that hot during 
season when he was an MVP. Josh Donaldson didn't get hot for one single month in 2015 where he was that in fuego. <laughs> so I want to see the two of them literally, you know, have that playful competition at the at the game's highest level. And that will take the Blue Jays to that part that we were just talking about on the coattails of those two guys. Wow. Ancillary, ancillary gift, stocking stuffer level. I want Jose Barrios to be Jose Barrios. Yeah, that's a good call. 3.5 ERA, just run out there, be 10, 12 wins a season. That's so, all we need. That's what <laughs> all he used to be, and that's all he needs to be. I think he was trying Spin to be that last year. Yeah. I want for you to come back next season, but is it look like he's not coming until 2024? What was that? Right. Uh, right. Oh, yeah. Wild card. Yeah. It was a wild card. I want a healthy right you. Tommy John uh, health surgery uh, timetable. Yeah. <laughs> leads up to. Yeah. So I'm not seeing a crazy resurgence point to the point where he's got like the uh, Marcus Stroman coming out of nowhere with the world's freaking bionic leg, you know, <laughs> to, <laughs> to run the Blue Jays into the 2015 world, you know, playoffs. So, yeah. Wow. But never know. But those are the kind of things I think that the Blue Jays could spell success for at the gift level, to your point, and I think that's where it goes. Is there anything else you gentlemen would like to talk about this evening? Or daytime, clearly. It's pitch black. And... <laughs> I'm, I'm two hours behind Vancouver time, so I'm like in a – I'm stuff that's happening here has already happened four days ago where you are. Yeah. It's almost like where I went to Australia the one time, and I it felt like I went back to the future, like literally. Yeah. <laughs> Not just saying, Michael, Jay, the movie. and then coming home. Just over there. <laughs> yeah, Mike, and then coming home, Jason. I didn't feel like time moved. It was like literally just. It's still one o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> so all I can say to the listeners yeah. is that next week Jason's gonna look a little upset when he gets back. That's all I'm gonna say because he's not in the sun. I'll still be tanned. Still, but he'll be tanned. <laughs> that part is that'll still be the fact, though. But there it is. You jump in. You won't be as festive the... with sunglasses and the beer, but we'll have to get you some normal Canadian beer. And <laughs> yeah, I'm on. I'm on. I'm in. There we Good go. deal. All right, Blue Jay right, fans. So it was a fun evening here on Jaybird watching. We're going to get J- Jason back out to the uh, golf course and Ken and I back to freezing here in the north. Yep. Freezing our nuts off. There we go. Yeah. So make sure you tune in every week here on Jaybird Watching Live. Join the show. We saw people coming in and out again this week. Make sure you say something. We're watching the chats. We are having a great time here. This is a show for the Blue Jays fans, not just for the three of us knuckleheads to chit-chat every week. So make sure you get those comments in and chat with us. Also, if you haven't caught us during the live shows, make sure you catch us on anywhere you can get your podcasting pleasures from, where it's Google, Spotify, Apple, whatever it might be. We are here to be your Blue Jays barroom chat. Three, two, two claps to Ric Flair, boys, and let's go. Absolutely. One, two, three. Let's go, Blue Jays. Go Jays, go. Thank you for listening to the Jaybird Watching Podcast. Please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, at BirdWatchingGC, and our YouTube channel. If you want to support the show and get extra content, please consider joining it to our Patreon at patreon.com slash birdwatchinggc. Go Jays, go. Woo! You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. 
Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.